0: Hey Mavens, welcome back to the Beauty Mavens podcast. Today's episode comes from our summit, the second day of our summit. It's a little Q&A after our numbers section, so it has lots of good questions, and if you have any more questions after listening to this, make sure you put them in our Facebook group. So... Go join, first of all, and then put any questions there, and then we can all jump in and answer and help each other out. And that is found at facebook.com slash Podcast. Now let's get into today's episode.
1: Welcome to the Beauty Mavens podcast. Kristen and Madison are creating a space where the beauty obsessed can feel empowered to dream big and achieve their goals. It's
0: awesome.
1: Interviewing other mavens in the beauty industry to discover their secrets to success and how they got to be the expert that they are. Brought to you by a sister duo of estheticians and entrepreneurs. Here's your hosts, Kristen De and Madison Annis. I have over this. Heard it.
0: Your name and your Instagram, and then your
1: question. Okay. Okay, I'm Tisha. My Instagram is the sun gun tanning. And my question is numbers related. So, where with my business, I do memberships, how do I pay my technician off of the memberships?
0: If you pay her per person, I'm just thinking this through. If you pay her per person she signs up, like maybe you could pay her for that one time she signs up, pay a commission. But okay. if you're paying her for the lifetime, that, that like that's going to be a lot of money every month. And yeah. what if she only does three spray tans that month? Mm-hmm. But then she's getting commission on their Like I feel like you don't want her to get...
1: Yeah. Have a commission like, on every month that they're,
0: that they're missions.
1: paying. How she, like, Can you tell us uh, you're
2: incentive. paying her a commission per tan, a set fee per tan?
1: So what do I pay her right now? Currently, yeah. So she gets paid per tan like she gets no, paid okay. $12 a tan but I want to change so my new technician will be $8 an hour plus $2 a tan so just do that so so for the membership too or do to it like, why plus uh, $2 dollars a tan why $2 a tan
2: like why are you adding that why not just $8 an hour plus tips
1: um because then it makes it it's more of an incentive for her to be getting more clients in
2: that, that's like I don't math. know. No, no, that's good. I was just wondering. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I honestly have never thought about this scenario, so we're going to have to think on it unless you have <laughs> okay. an answer.
0: Yeah.
2: I feel like we'd have to do the math and really figure yeah. out what would be the best option. That's a good question though. Okay. Thank you. Because how, how much is your lowest monthly membership?
1: Um, it is 65.
2: And they get how many tans with that?
1: a month.
2: Okay. Okay. We'll think about that. That's a really hard one. That's why I'm like, maybe I don't even want
1: her to have memberships. Like, maybe it's just for buying No, I think it would
2: be worth it for her to have memberships because it's still recurring income. Mm -hmm. I think we would just have to do the math to see what is better for you. Yeah. But still worth it for them to sign people up for memberships. Or
0: would you need to change the prices of the memberships depending on what what you just said?
2: Does that make sense? Yeah, I feel like we'd have to do the math, and that will help us answer. OK. OK?
0: Cool. We'll email you know, us that question. Email us <laughs> you know, like, your prices and that question. OK. We'll think about it. Okay. OK. I just have so many questions. I feel like I need to like, <laughs> sit down with you guys. OK, I'll ask them. OK, okay I'm Bailey. I'm my Instagram, She's Styles. And my question for you is, how do you know what is the next priority or how to prioritize your business tasks? That's a good question. So we have started focusing on this because our brains are so scattered and we're like, oh, we want to do a podcast. We want to do summits. We want to do that. Like we always have a million things we want to do. So what we did this year that really helped is we took the top, well, we wrote down all of our ideas, all of our... Is that what you're talking about? Like, what project should I start next or what part of the business? So, we wrote down all the things we wanted to do, and then we said, what three are going to actually make us money? So, for us, it was our studio, our summits, online courses, and our online courses. So, even though we have all these other ideas, like, when we sit down and meet, we're like, what do we need to have in order in our studio? Because that's what's, like actually making us money, so that's focusing on teaching our girls how to rebook or hiring a new employee, those type of things. For our summit it was like how to sell more tickets or what you know, making the workbook. So we had all these tasks and then our next goal is online courses.
2: But well, we were waiting for our summit to be over before we put any energy into our online courses. And it was really hard to have that self restraint because we have every day I text her I'm like, we should do a membership, we should do this, we should do that. But it's impossible to do it all. So I think that would really help us. Just pick three, make a list, pick three, and then give yourself little tasks. And then we put timelines on it. So summit was July 19th and 20th. I'm so grateful this day is almost over. Put it behind us and then we can jump onto online courses. But we were giving ourselves too much at once. Even though we know like, ooh, online courses are gonna be good. Like we're gonna have that recurring revenue. It's going to be a lot of work that goes into it. So we had to, we're waiting until the summer was over and then we're going to jump into
0: that. But I, yeah, but I would suggest picking to, three that are going to like actually make you money. And then once those are going good, then start adding on like an email list or a blog or things where it's like that's going to take time to make money. They're going to be good and they're going to build your business, but it's not your money maker right now. Yeah. Unless you have unlimited funds, then I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> and do all your passion projects. But so I would, yeah, I would just pick three that you know will increase revenues. So do I need to ask this? I don't know. Like, give us an example for a solopreneur. I guess you could do those same three things, but like for... Like, you want to do classes. I know you've talked about that a lot.
1: Yeah.
0: Your clients, because your clients still, you have to focus. You can't forget about them because they're bringing in money. You don't even have to have three. You could just focus on those two things and then write every single task. So for my classes, okay, I need to get people, I need to market it. What am I going to do to market it? How am I going to get people to pay? Am I going to have a workbook? Am I going to have a slide video presentation? Am I going to have videos? Am I going to need to post tutorials every day for a month? Like a little teaser to get people there. So just write down literally all the little tasks that need to happen before that class can happen. So maybe it doesn't even have to be three. Maybe just focus on one or two. Because there's, like, things within that, yeah. Yeah. And as you start writing, you'll be like, yeah. And then to do this, well, then I have to sit down and do this, 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 you know? But it's just, like, a big umbrella thing, task. That was a good question. That was a good question. Okay. Um, okay. My name is Roxy, Instagram Wink Rocks. Um, so, as of a solopreneur, what advice would you give... Or do you know if it's a good idea to bring on an employee? Like, How do you know when the time is right to bring on someone? And if it's gonna benefit you or not?
2: That's a good question. So if you are thinking of bringing on employees, you gotta think of why. Is it because you want more time and more freedom? The employee's probably not the right track for you. Is it because you want more money and you are excited you have that leadership personality, then yeah, it might be time for you to bring on an employee. But there's a lot of work that goes into it. So I would, I would honestly recommend talking to a few different people who have employees, maybe at the level you're wanting to start with, like just an assistant or one other lash artist and see what they think the pros and cons are to kind of decide if that's the step you're ready for or not. And then think of, do I have room in my space or am I gonna have to go find a space to then bring on the employee because then that's another task you have to worry about. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Does that answer your question? Yeah no <laughs> it's, it's like hard us like it's, it's hard because I feel like I am just so busy with like marketing and like I'm just so overwhelmed. So maybe you don't want an employee. maybe you want like an an a personal assistant or yeah a, a virtual assistant that can do your email marketing for you. You could hire someone in India for like literally $2 an hour that will take care of that for you. <laughs>
1: okay, I have a question that goes off of this. OK, okay. Tisha again. <laughs> OK, my Instagram is tanning. OK, so my question going off of Roxy's is when you come to the point where you're you have too much going on and you need to delegate, how do you organize your brain to figure out what you can delegate to someone else Mm -hmm. because I feel like that's hard when you've been doing it yourself for so long Yeah. Okay.
2: so just take like a a period of time like the next week or two and anytime you think of a task either that you're in charge of or that you would like to delegate write it on a sticky note so you have a list of every task that your business requires and then group them like okay I could hire somebody like a receptionist and she could take care of this task this task this task and this task And even if it's, like, your favorite task, like, ooh, I love doing social media, is it because you're really good at it or is it just because it's easy? So, like, you want to keep that one, but you could easily pay someone else to take care of that for you. Does that make sense? So you're kind of organizing them that way, and then you can see the different roles that you could hire for. Okay. And it's hard to delegate, like, it's hard to trust someone with our business and these bigger things, like, to trust that someone's going to care for Your social media the way you would or care for following up with clients the way you would but
0: you can't grow unless (laughs) you (laughs) yeah you
2: can't grow you can't scale your business unless you bring on other people to help you
0: honestly but yeah so I, I guess going back to Roxy's question like that's a good idea is like write down all the things you're doing in a week and you might be like okay yes like I want to focus on the numbers I want to like for me and Kristen we wanted to do more of the business side like That drove drove us, drives us, more than, like, actually being behind the chair with clients. So, like, if you're the same way, then, like, it might be time if you go through everything and, like, make sure you have the, like, you you also have to have the financial ability to be able to, like, pay them, you know? Like, all Mm -hmm. these things you need to take into consideration, but maybe for you it is having someone... Do clients so that you can focus on the business, or it might be having someone take over the business side of things yeah. so you can fo- like have more time on clients. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, just write down everything that you're doing in your business, and then what could you pay someone else to do, and like could you pay someone else to no. do it? How much could you pay them? How much are you willing to? Of your business to give away
2: because when you um, hire someone you're responsible for their livelihood so it's like a big responsibility you're taking right. on right so how so. do you
0: find someone that's reliable and trustworthy how do you find someone that's reliable and trustworthy to hire on hiring is the hardest
2: part about managing a team honestly it's finding the right people
0: and and that's like in every business like our dad owns pizza businesses and we have friends who own restaurants and who own clothing shops and who own like all the different businesses. Every time we talk to one of them, employees is the number one pain point for business owners. Like it's so hard to find people who, especially when it's such an intimate, like you're touching people's faces and you're doing your lashes and like you take so much pride in that. And like, how do you find someone who's going to treat them the same way. Like that's really hard.
2: But also be really good at lashes and be really nice to your clients. So be very, very picky about who you hire. Do multiple interviews. See them in like do a phone interview. Have them come in twice. If and know what your core values are we talked about this last night. But when you know what your core values are, you know what you're looking for an employee. If one of them like one of ours is dependability, if someone shows up to their interview late that's a pretty good sign they're not dependable and I'm probably not gonna hire them just right off of that. I don't need to sit through a 20 minute interview with them because mm-hmm. they're already showing me that they're not dependable to show up for their interview. So know what you want before you do any hirings and have a very detailed job description of what it includes so you don't hire them, teach them all this training, then they're like, oh, I didn't actually sign up for this. I'm not posting on social media every day. I have to build my clientele. Yeah, right, that's not happening. So know what it- have a detailed job description before and know what it is that you value in a person. Like, wh- what did you say? Someone that was trustworthy. What did you say?
0: Trustworthy and reliable.
2: Yeah, so maybe ask some questions about in during the interview process about their trustworthiness or their reliability, like different situations that they've been through. Um, you could also do
0: trial period where it's like, okay, for 30 days, yeah. we're going to see how this works, and then... But then after thirty days we'll reevaluate. Yeah, if that's good hard fit or too because you don't want to like spend so much time training them for thirty days just to be like, okay, this isn't a good fit. But hire f- slow, fire fast. <laughs> if it's not a good fit, like just get rid of them fast and then take your time hiring.
2: And one thing that we do is we find who we want. I asked Jill and Brooklyn to both join our team. So Jill, we were looking for someone to do nails that was really good. We were looking for somebody that already posted on social media and that was interested in continuous improvement. So we, looked at, we found Jill on Instagram. She was posting every day. She was posting pictures of her face, which is rare to find people. She was confident, and we saw she was going to all these trainings. So I DM'd her, and I was like, hey, are you like we're looking for a nail girl. Would you be interested? She came in, she got the job, and she's like, we love Jill. <laughs> oh,
0: and
2: then Brooklyn the same thing Brooklyn came to one of our trainings and we were after she left all of us were like we want Brooklyn to work oh. for us
0: <laughs> so then I
2: emailed her and I was like hey Brooklyn like thanks for coming to my training you did amazing we would actually like you to join our team interviewed her loved her so now she's on the team and so that's been the best way I mean Emily found us and we got lucky that way but going after people you want is an easy way to find them too you have to find them first and then try and get them there but mm-hmm. it helps
0: Yeah. Which, like, sorry, I just had an idea. Like, do you have clients that maybe would be, like, a fit for you? Because, like, I was thinking, like, this honestly was, like, my dream job. And I never, ever... Wait, get up here. (laughs) I feel weird, but... Okay, so this was honestly, like, my dream job. And I don't think I ever would have had the self-worth or confidence to apply. Like, Like, and I saw you guys were hiring, but I was like, oh, I... I'm not good enough. But like the fact that they reached out to me, so like, I don't know, I was just thinking of your clients or someone that you already know, like you already know how they are mm-hmm. in a certain situation and like with them I didn't come in knowing that they were like watching how I do things. I was just being me. Like does that make sense? Right. So that's just an idea. Huh?
2: Yeah, like if you have a so Brooklyn, we met in real life, and we wanted her. Jill, we stalked on Instagram, and knew we wanted her. So there's other like there's different ways you can find people, because good employees are not sitting at home, waiting for a job. They're not. They're they already have jobs, so you have to go find them sometimes, like these two. <laughs> I
0: don't know if this is a podcast. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not ready to on my phone. but
2: what can like a virtual assistant do for you? It's a podcast question. Yeah, it's a good one. Mm -hmm. I like that. Um, I'm Rachel, RNM skincare, And um, what can a virtual assistant do for you? Okay, so (laughs) I would go back to the sticky note thing and write down everything you want to be done and then create a job description. A virtual assistant can do whatever you want it to be. You might. I mean, there might be companies that specialize in just running your social media for you or just doing your email marketing. But I feel like once you have a job description, you could put that up on... Where do you put job descriptions at? Craigslist? I don't know. Mm-hmm. In Utah, like, KSL is really popular. Or, like, we have an of Utah Facebook forum. LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Thank you.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> don't do Craigslist. You don't know all murder. <laughs> um, but you can throw it up on LinkedIn, and then people will see, like oh wait, I, I can do each one of those things and I'm actually good at those things and then they would apply for that position. So really they can do whatever it is you want them to do. Some specific tasks I would think of is emails, um, social media,
0: like we could writing have someone, your blog, content creation. Yeah, we could have someone edit our podcast and put our podcast up. Like obviously they couldn't do services, right. but it's more of like the backend type things but yeah, does that answer your question? Is yeah. that what you mean? Like, what kind of jobs could they do? Yeah. Yeah, basically anything that's, like, not in your studio doing services. Attractive. Like, can you, do you give them then, like, the authority to, like, get into your Square and stuff if you use Square Marketing, or
1: do you just, like, set, do you know what I mean? Like, like what is it? Hey, Square, mar- square like
2: Marketing or- has a virtual assistant for marketing. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and that's I'm cool. pretty sure if you pay for square marketing you get the virtual assistant for free maybe you might have to pay for it i was looking at that the other day so and they can help you like how to read your email analytics and stuff like that so square marketing if you do your emails that way they already have one built in for you Perfect.
0: but you can give them whatever you feel comfortable giving them like our cpa accountant we we'll give him access to our QuickBooks. Obviously he needs to know those numbers so he, he can get it anytime. He has his own login and everything. Yeah. And like maybe if we hired someone to do payroll, like we would give them access to that. So just whatever their description needs. But if we had like a reception, or I'm trying to, I guess virtual assistant, if we had someone doing our emails, she wouldn't need to know our logins to those things. Gotcha. You know, so. That's a good question.
1: Mine's about Instagram, though. That's okay. Okay. My hands are all sweaty. Okay. Um, so, my
0: name is Gina. Um, my Instagram is lashes underscore by underscore Gina G. And my question is about Instagram. So, mine is very boring, but I see you are super cute. And that is also part of, like, bringing in clients because if you have a boring page, you're like, um... It's not as cute as this one, and oh, you know, like the themes. Um, what is your advice
1: on how to like ease into a theme, or should you just start over? Erase all your pictures and like start new, or like ease on into it and then erase the other ones? Or what is your advice for social media?
0: Don't erase it. <laughs> I would say don't erase it because if you go back, <laughs> so if you Keep go scrolling. back, you'll see like where we did not know what we were doing with social media. You'll see where we were only posting eyes, like. And I think it's okay for clients to see that you've grown and evolved as a business or as an Instagram. So I would say don't erase it. I would say just ease into it. And, like, again, what we talked about last night with branding, pick a couple colors, pick a couple, like, fonts, and you could set it up where you're like, okay, every other picture is going to be an eye. Or just pick, like, a few different things that will make it cohesive so that it will start to feel like that but i would just like maybe make like one or two rules for yourself where you're like i'm only gonna post these colors or i'm gonna do a picture of me every six like something that makes it look more organized and aesthetically pleasing what we do is we do photo shoots where we like bring our whole team and we bring different outfits and we bring different props and that's part of the reason ours looks really cohesive is because we have the same photographers same editing and that helps but i know that's not possible for every single person but um you could do you could set up a photo shoot by yourself like with your phone and like you and your friend could switch off and just take pictures of each other take pictures doing work but like making sure you're in a certain outfit or like yeah cute so photos. we always wear
2: pink in our photo shoots then our instagram still looks cohesive and our website and everywhere we put our stuff we're pretty much always in pink so that yeah. it will always look good
0: Yeah, but I would say with like a lash Instagram, since you're, I know you're new to starting doing lashes, like things like quotes or pictures of yourself, like that's going to break up all the eyes and make it more interesting and more fun. And then people are going to come to your page for three reasons, either to be educated, to be inspired or to be entertained. So just making sure your posts are doing one of those three things. Did
1: I answer it? Yes. Okay. That's perfect. Good. You're up. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have, have one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Tisha again. <laughs> I should have won the hour one-on-one. On one. Okay. Anyways, um, I, my business is to the point where I need to start setting up, like, policies and procedures What is your advice to even, like, helping my brain with that? Like, figuring that out so I can duplicate that to whoever I hire on?
0: Yeah, this is where we're at in our business. So I feel you. Because we're like, we want to do this, we want to do this. We want everything to be, like, systemized and, like, written down. So that's our plan for maternity leave is to write a handbook. But I have a follow-up question. Are you talking policies and procedures that your
2: employee like it's your team policies and procedures or that your clients are following like a cancellation policy
1: oh no probably more for like employees Employee
2: employee policy yeah. and procedures okay sorry keep going
0: well that's what i was going to say is like that what you learned in golden Sachs with the handbook and the different. yeah handbook.
2: if you go get a job anywhere else what do they have an employee manual a list of rules it takes a long time to sit down and actually like type those out so maybe just set like an hour a day or an hour a couple hours a week where you can focus on getting those like typed up and written out and then we talk about them in our team meetings meetings we also did a meeting all together as a team we came in one saturday and we had everybody walk through everything so i was like okay how do we open the salon and I had each of them acted out. So they opened the salon and I sat there and took notes on every little step that I want them to do.
0: Like literally turn on the lights. Turn Turn on on the the lights. Here's the alarm Turn the alarm off.
2: Yeah. So, and we did, it it was a couple hours, huh? We did every policy and procedure we could have, we thought of and took notes. So then our team was kind of involved in creating those policies and procedures. They know what we expect of them and they helped us. So they take like ownership and pride in it. So now when we go on maternity leave, we're gonna type it up into a cute little manual. So it'll be in the salon always. So then anytime we hire somebody, it's already there. And it's not possible to scale your business if your employees have to text you every day. Like, how do I check out this person? How do I do this? How do I, Like you can never grow if they're asking you questions every day. So having, once you have that manual there, they can always refer back to it and get their answers from it.
0: And when you, if you find like your employee texts you and is like, how do I load a gift card? Or how do I redeem a gift card? like take note of that maybe have like a running google doc take note of that so that you can add it in have like a frequently asked questions in your manual or have like all of those things in place and then go through each like we went through the check in or sorry the opening the salon the closing the salon and then go through each service how do you check in that client like what products are on your tray how much of each product are you using so go through each service that you have and write down like what's expected, okay. but it will take time. So just do, just do one thing at a time.
1: Yeah.
0: We started in
2: April and we're still working on it. Okay. But I feel like having this, like our team is all on the same page, so they already know what we expect of them. But it'll be nice when we bring on new employees to have it printed out. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. And then anytime our team asks us a question, we bring it up in our team meeting, too. So then everybody's on the same page.
1: This is kind of off, but I feel like we are saying, like, we have a lot of meetings. I just want you guys to know. <laughs> they're, like, the meetings are fun. And, I like, they're short. They're to the point. Mm-hmm. It's not like we're having a meeting every day. And how day often are
2: they? Like, yeah. Once a month. Once a month.
1: Yeah. And, like, sometimes we'll, like, go out to eat after or something. Like, it's not. Like, yep. these meetings aren't dreaded. Like, and we're not um, coming in like at 8 like, a.m. So yeah. Yeah. how, how or are you guys organizing your meetings that they're so productive and they make? That's, that's the question. What's oh, <laughs> yeah. my name again. No, you're the good. The podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, here, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> okay. What was the question? Was the <laughs> question how do you keep? How do you make? Oh, your meeting okay. Perfect? How do you make your meetings so productive and organized and that your employees, like, want to come and know that you're going to get a lot of ab- out of it? Good use of your time. So, the number one thing we do is we have notes.
2: We take time to set those up before so we know exactly what we're talking about, and we print off a copy or email a copy to each everybody so everyone's on the same page. And they're pretty much the same every month. We have like a few things, like we call it housekeeping, but anything we just need to talk about or discuss, any policy or procedure. We have We discuss what our product of the month and service of the month is, so everyone's on the same page. We discuss retail retail sales, where everyone's at for the month, what their goal is for next month, how close they are to their incentives, and how close they are to the Bahamas trip. And then we have a list of dates of things that are coming up, so parties, trainings. What else do we do? I have a list of all the meetings that are coming up for like the next three months, so everybody knows when they need to be there. And then we talk about one core value. You want to talk about that?
0: Yeah. So we have five core values. But we pick one, and then we ask one of our team members to talk about their feelings on it, like what they think. And they kind of give a little, nice. they kind of explain what it means to them and
2: how we can implement it.
0: Yeah. Like a little church talk
1: about yeah. it, <laughs> core <laughs> value. Like, like your five that you always have, you just always are kind of like revisiting Re- those. Yeah, so. we'll just recycle
0: them. Yeah. So last month was integrity and we had Maddie Howard just kind of teach us like what integrity means to her, how she's showing integrity through her clients or what we can do more to implement that in all that we're doing at the studio.
2: So what I do is I copy and paste my notes from last month and I delete the crap and put in the new stuff, but it's already like set up for me. And then, did, we, did I leave anything else out? Is that all we talk about? I don't know. Does that answer your question? But when we didn't do that before, and we're very specific, like if they're only an hour, I'm not gonna make them sit here for three hours for me to explain every single thing. So we try and state we try to start on time and end on time, and then either have like bagels or donuts if they're in the morning, or go out to lunch, or go out to dinner whenever it is. We just keep them to an hour, so, and then they have the notes that they can refer back to at any
1: time. When you go to lunch or dinner, are you still continuing to talk work, or is that like we're done after that hour?
2: So sometimes we'll do the meeting at lunch or dinner. Is that your question? Yes. It depends. Sometimes we do it before. Sometimes we'll do it at. Yeah.
0: Cool.
2: Okay. Thank you guys so much.